you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. I so appreciate the spirit of the Lord that we're feeling right now. I promise you, if it was up to me, they could just kept on singing. Made my job a whole lot easier. Praise God. Didn't you appreciate what you felt just now? Praise God. Y'all going to help me preach a little while tonight. Thank God. I want to say it's good again to see everybody that's here, especially our preacher friends. Good to see Brother Lee Davis come in from California. The Davis brothers have always been a lot to me and our family. I lived with Brother Howard Davis for three years in San Bernardino. Like a father to me. Brother Lee Davis' brother. Them and what they are doing for the kingdom of God. Good to see Brother Holmes come in tonight. Praise God and all of the saints of God that are gathered in this place. Surely you came with a need. Surely you came with a hunger and a desire to touch God tonight. And I thank the Lord for those that have already made contact. The Spirit of the Lord is in this house. Praise the Lord. I said the Spirit of the Lord is in this house. Amen. And if those of you who have already found victory and deliverance will help me, I would like to try to help somebody yeah, that is in this building tonight. Will you do that? Praise the Lord. I have, again, wrestled over this message because I don't really think that it's what you would consider a camp meeting type message. In fact, it's more like a revival message. But I guess uh, I evangelized 11 years, so I guess it's okay if I preach a revival-type message tonight, isn't it? Praise the Lord. Are you going to help me tonight? Turn with me to the book of Psalms, chapter 51. I want to read a few verses of Scripture. Psalms, chapter 51, and beginning with verse number 5. The Bible says, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity. And in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. <laughs> Hide thy face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Restore unto me the 
joy of my salvation. Everybody say restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Could you lift your hands and ask him to do that tonight? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Come on, let's keep entertaining him for just a moment. Thank God. Thank God. The Lord bless you tonight. You may be seated. Very simple, simple message in a well-known text. I have felt God impress it upon my heart this evening. Hallelujah. I want you to know again this evening that joy is not something that the world usually associates with religion or salvation. And the reason for that is that most of the religions in the world today are so ritualistic and burdensome that they leave no room for joy. It takes everything out of people and puts nothing back in. There, I read somewhere that there are really only two major religions in all the world that have a little joy mixed into it. And that is Christianity and Judaism. And both of them are the worship of Jehovah God. But in the eyes of the world, even God's people are expected to be ultra-pious and somber. Their image of us is going along draped in black with a long face. They pity us as though we are feeling sorry for ourselves and underprivileged characters. But I want to remind some of you tonight, though most of you I'm sure already know it, that God has included joy in the bargain. As far back as David and all the way up until now, as the Bible said in Romans chapter 14 and verse 17, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. But what is troubling me tonight is the fact that there seems to be so many among us who are lacking this vital characteristic. They sit in our own local churches. We see that when we come together in special meetings such as this one, and, and uh, they uh, perhaps at one time experienced it and, in their initial experience of salvation, and, and how wonderful it is to watch somebody when the burden of their sins originally and initially rolls away, and, and that oppressed expression is replaced with one that is so aglow and so happy and exuberant. It is a childlike euphoria, an emotion that sweeps over them. And grown-up people act almost like children. And tears run down their face. And they clap their hands with glee. And they leap for joy. And they run this way and that. And they don't quite know how to express what they are feeling. Well, let me tell you something. There is nothing that says that that wonderful feeling should ever be outgrown. In fact, 
Jesus said, except you become like little children, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. I don't care what your nature is when you are outside those doors. You might be the most backward individual there ever was. You might be naturally shy and bashful. But there's something about this experience with God. Every so often it'll make you act beside yourself and show emotions that you do not usually demonstrate. Hallelujah. You're going to help me tonight. Help me. Praise the Lord. But many seem to have lost it along the way. I don't know just what all the reasons or the factors are. But you see them everywhere that you go. They have the right outward appearance. They are dressed every inch. The apostolic and Pentecostal. But yet they have no joy. They show forth the standards and the doctrines that we preach. And yet they have no joy. They may be faithful in their service to God. They may give their tithes and offerings unfailingly every week, but they have no joy. They might be there every time the doors are open, but they have no joy. They might really have an affection and a love for God in their heart, but somehow or another, they do not have any joy. Everything seems right. They're clean and pure and well-intentioned, but for some reason, they have no joy. I see faces in this place tonight that while this choir was singing and others were worshiping and shouting and running the aisles and leaping for joy, you looked on with a blank expression as though you could not relate to what was taking place here tonight. I feel sorry for you, my friend, because you have lost the final ingredient in your walk with God. God wants you to have joy. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I looked up the definition of the word joy as it is used in your Bible. And I found that it comes from the Hebrew word chill. And I hear this. And the literal interpretation of that word means to leap or spin around with pleasure. Did you all hear what I said? I said the literal interpretation of the Hebrew word that we get the word joy from means to leap and spin around with pleasure. Somebody said, oh, this ain't necessary. Oh, yes, it is, honey. If you have joy, it's going to make you do something. If you have joy, it's going to show up somehow. If you have joy, you're going to betray it in one way or another. Hallelujah. I feel sorry for modern-day Pentecost that has gotten so grown up and so dignified and so stiff and starchy that we cannot demonstrate the feeling of ecstasy that we get from God. But I want you to know God has 
given us something that will touch every fiber of your being. You can't keep it all inside all the time. Praise the Lord. Somebody said, look at me. I feel joy. And yet they show no expression. They don't move one muscle. Every hair stays in place. I want you to understand, there is an experience in God that you can have that after a while, you can't just stand there. After a while, the mouth gets in motion and you begin to praise the Lord. And after a while, the hands say, hey, remember me? And the hands get to moving. And then the feet say, don't leave me out. And the feet get to moving. I'm talking about joy that'll make you leap and spin around with pleasure. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You think this is so new? You think this is, uh, this is something that we have just adopted in Pentecost? I've got news for you. All the way back in the Old Testament, way back in ancient Judaism, they knew what I'm preaching tonight. In fact, if you will visit this very day an Orthodox Jewish church, you will be amazed at what you find. They might be dressed funny, and they might have the little curls on the side of their head, and they might have the little flat little black hats. But when they get together and start singing the songs of David, they start acting peculiar. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! The men start jumping and they start dancing with each other. Don't fall out with me now. Some of you are. Give me a little grace and give me a little, a little liberty right now. I saw a documentary film one time of the rebirth of the nation of Israel in 1948. And when the announcement came over the loudspeakers in Jerusalem, and David Ben-Gurion announced that Israel had formally become a state again after all those years in exile. After all those years of hardship, after all those years of suffering, they spilled out into the streets, and the men danced with one another, and the women leaped and shouted for joy. Hallelujah. Say, well, he didn't do that for me. Who are you kidding, honey? He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet on the rock to stay. He put a song in my soul today. It's a song of praise. Hallelujah. Somebody say, hallelujah. Go ahead, Sister Duke. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me, let, me, let me inform some of you folks. Hallelujah. When they get together in their church services, they put the little kids up on their shoulders and they dance toward each other and dance back. And let me tell you, they don't even know what Calvary is all about. They rejected their Messiah. And still, they can find that much joy in serving Jehovah. How much more should we get involved in expressing and demonstrating joy, real joy. 
joy, joy, joy is a source or cause of delight. It is the emotion evoked by a feeling of well-being. It is a delight of the mind arising from consideration of the present and also an assurance of future good. You may not have any reason to be glad about what's going on today, but we can be glad about what's getting ready to go on. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Joy is defined in many ways when it is felt in moderate proportions. It is called gladness. When it is raised to the highest degree, it is called exaltation. When it is not limited by the possessions that we have, it is called contentment. The Apostle Paul said, I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to have joy or to be content. Some of y'all need to get your head up out of the sand. Some of y'all need to express a little thanksgiving to the Lord for what he's done for you. When it comes as a result of high desires accomplished, it is defined as satisfaction. When we overcome opposition, it is called triumph. And when it finally becomes a very part of your being, it is called cheerfulness. Oh, Lord, help me tonight. I look across this congregation this evening. There are people in this place that have suffered more than you can imagine. They've gone through hell and high water. They fought devils and demons every day just to stay alive. And yet somehow or another, they've still got a praise on their lips. Their hands can still go up when joy becomes a part of you. Sister Mavis Wood, stand up. I, I, please forgive me. I know this is going to embarrass you. But I've told folks all around this country about you. Sister Woods has suffered more than you can imagine. And I'm not going to go through it all tonight. Praise the Lord. But I remember years ago in the old building out front. Like Brother Spell was saying today about another church. When the service was tight. Brother Spell called on Sister Woods to testify. And she'd get out of that aisle and go, You know what that is? That's joy. To leap and spin around with pleasure. And Monday night, when Brother Evans got up to sing, Hallelujah, the first sound I heard, I hadn't noticed she was here. But I heard a familiar sound. And I looked across the building, and there she was, still has joy. Come on, some of you young whippersnappers. It's time for you to quit having your pity parties and have a little joy. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You think just because you had a little problem on the job and just because the car had a problem or just because you had a problem with somebody else, you're ready to quit. You don't know what some folks have fought to be 
Lord. Is this all right this evening? I feel it in my heart. In the church in San Bernardino, old brother Paul Gregory's brother attended church then in the last two or three years before he died. I don't know how long. He was old and decrepit. Everything in the world wrong with him and his wife. I went with Brother Davis many times to pray for him. Crippled up with arthritis and, and I don't know what all he had. Praise the Lord. Always praying for him. But every so often, he'd feel good enough to come to church. He lived not even a block away. And he would walk that short distance. Mind you, he had to get out there on that street with a little cane. And every step was pain and agony. And he'd usually start out way early so that he could be there on time. And just a block's journey was a major effort. But if you were there when Brother Gregory came through the door, he'd swing those doors open and start coming down the aisle, waving his cane, saying, Wow! Hallelujah! 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 You know why? He'd look forward to that for days, just to be in the house of God one more time. We've got a lot to praise the Lord for tonight. Come on, let's praise Him again. Hallelujah. Praise God. There is a moral joy which comes from the performance of good actions. We call it peace and serenity. If it is raised high by honor, we call it glory. The psalmist here again was bemoaning his sin. And he was pleading with God, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. I want to have that good, clean feeling again. I want to have that whatever it is bubbling up on the inside. You know why some folks don't have no joy? Because they keep covering up their sin. Why don't you pray through? Why don't you lay it at the foot of the cross? Why don't you get the victory over it? Let God help you overcome your failures. And then pray that prayer. Now, Lord, renew a right spirit in me. And restore unto me the joy of my salvation. I'm tired of walking around with a long face. I'm tired of feeling sorry for myself. I'm tired of resetting everybody else when they get a blessing. I want the joy of my salvation to come back. There is a spiritual joy, which is a fruit of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. It is one of the nine fruits of the Spirit. It comes along with your Holy Ghost package, if I can say it that way. So I wish I had joy. Do you have the Holy Ghost? God included joy with it. All you got to do is take it out of the box. And let it work on you a little while. But I've got to tell you something. For you to experience the joy that is of the Holy Ghost, you've got to walk in the Spirit. You can't be carnal all day long and come to church and have joy. You can't be worldly outside those doors and come to church and have joy. But if you're living for God, if you're serving Him daily, if you're keeping your experience up to date, you can have joy, joy, joy. Wondrous joy. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. Oh, I'm trying to reach some folks here tonight. Oh, I'm trying to reach some folks here tonight. There's no reason why you have to keep sitting through service after service with that deadpan expression on your face. There's no reason why you have to keep on being a spectator while other people are getting the victory. You can have joy. You can have joy. Praise the Lord. So what do I have to have joy about? There are some sources of joy, my friend. One of them is, of course, the God that we serve. I don't care what's going on in your job. I don't care what's going on in your home. I don't care what's going on in your body. God does not change. He's there every day for you. His mercies are new every morning. And the Bible said, happy is that people whose God is the Lord. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Praise God for saving me. David said, then will I go unto the altar of my God, unto God my exceeding joy. I'm just glad to belong to Jesus tonight. I'm just glad I'm serving the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the greatest being in the universe. Go ahead, let the heathen rage, but I'm still a child of God. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and praise him a minute. <laughs> praise God. Oh, Lord, would you give us a baptism of joy in this house tonight? Would you give us a baptism of joy in this house tonight? Hallelujah. The psalmist, or rather the prophet Isaiah said, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness. I once was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in and let a little light from heaven fill my soul. It bathed my heart in love, and it wrote my name above. And just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Somebody, somebody mentioned it today. Uh, where David said, in his presence is fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Now please, give me a few moments to contemplate that for just a little bit. We are all here tonight. We come from various backgrounds. We are currently now in a variety of circumstances. And all kinds of age groups are represented here. What turns you on may not turn me on. What excites a little child may not be the same thing that thrills an elderly person. We all think differently. Life has affected us in different ways. Hallelujah. You know, a senior citizen doesn't get excited about hopping in a Corvette and hot rodding down the street. There are different things that thrill us. But God is not one-dimensional. God is not so narrow. God is not so limited that he can only appeal to his people.
religious uh, peculiar class of people. But the Bible said in his presence is fullness of joy. You may be young, but you can have joy. You may be old, but you can have joy. You may be middle-aged, but you can have joy. Hallelujah. You don't have to leave the church and go to a honky-tonk to find joy. I don't even have to say that, but I feel like saying it again. You don't need a six-pack of beer to have joy. You don't need cigarettes and dope to have joy. You don't need the pleasures of this world in His presence. There is everything you would ever need to turn you on from now till the day you cross over. Hallelujah. I'm going to hurry tonight. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It is, it is a delight of the mind arising from consideration of the present. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I have found His grace is all complete. He supplieth every need. While I sit and learn at Jesus' feet, I am free. Yes, free indeed. And it is joy unspeakable and full of glory. Full of glory. Full of glory. And the half has never yet been told. It hasn't sunk into some of you yet tonight. Some of you are still looking at me with those blank faces. I pray to the divine God tonight that he would open up a little window of your soul and give you something your soul is searching for, thirsting for. And it is also the consideration or assurance of future good. We're not just living in the present tonight. We're not just living God, living for God for the present moment. But there are promises and hopes that have been given to us. Oh, this is so elementary. It's sailing over some of your heads. Praise God. But I want you to know that He has promised us. He has promised us. The Bible said, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death. Neither sorrow nor crime, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Listen to me, child of God, you're not always going to walk around with that burden. You're not always going to have to deal with that unsaved loved one. You're not always going to have to maintain your testimony out there in the world. But there is coming a day. There is coming a day. And bless your heart, if you can rejoice over anything, rejoice over that. We were singing it earlier in the service tonight. There's a happy land of promise over in the great beyond, where the saints of earth shall soon the glory share. Praise the Lord. We will praise His name forever as we look upon His face. Everybody! Everybody, everybody will be happy, will be happy, happy, happy over there. 
praise the Lord. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speed to a close tonight. My voice is failing me. I feel the Holy Ghost in this building tonight. Some of you got your shield up. If you would just take it down. Oh, yes. Some of you won't even look at me. You've got your eyes cast down. You're resigned to your present circumstance and situation. When you can leave this place with joy tonight. I said you can leave this place with joy tonight. This joy that I'm talking about is uncircumstantial. It does not depend on what is happening to you or going on around you. The choir made reference to it just a few moments ago in their song. Speaking of Paul and Silas in the prison in Philippi. I want you to consider their estate for just a moment. They were not there in an air-conditioned room. They did not have catered food being brought in to them. They were in a damp, dark prison cell in the bowels of the earth. They had been beaten within an inch of their life. There was blood all over their bodies. There was blood matted in their hair. Their eyes were probably swollen almost shut. There were dark blue and black bruises all over their body. They ached every time they moved. Their hands and feet were in stocks and bonds. The roaches were crawling all over them. The rats were picking at their sores. They couldn't even see what was around them. And they couldn't even swat the varmints away. And down in that gloomy place, facing certain death, the next day, Paul turned to Silas and said, Isn't God good? And Silas said, He sure is. And they began to praise the Lord. And then they started singing. And they started singing, Hallelujah, anyhow. Never let my troubles get me down. So I may lose most everything. I'll lift my head up high and sing, Hallelujah, anyhow. And God, standing at heaven's balcony, looked down. I don't know what he said. I'm putting words in his mouth now. But I think he said something like this. I haven't seen it on this wise before. Come here, angels. Take a look at this. God was used to his own people when they got in a bind and a jam, feeling sorry for themselves, mulling, grubbing, complaining. That's what Israel did for 40 years in the wilderness. Every time they reached a new trial, they said, Would to God we were back in Egypt. Here's two men suffering and facing sure death. And they can't even move the hands and feet. And they're in that dark place. Now, I know it's not fair to attribute these kind of emotions to God. But I can almost hear God saying, I can't believe this. Come on, angels. We're going down to Philippi. I don't know. God could have caused the earthquake by just speaking it into existence. 
But just again, allow me a little childish imagination tonight. I can see God and the holy angels having a victory march up and down the streets of Philippi. And the effect was that the ground shook. And the prison doors flew open. And the stocks and bonds fell off. And just like David said, then will I teach sinners your way. Before the night was over, they baptized the entire household. Praise the Lord. You may be sitting there tonight in your stocks and bonds. Oh, you moved around enough to come in this house, but spiritually you're all bound up. If you could just have a little faith in God, if you could just open up your mouth enough to say, God, restore to me the joy of my salvation. God will move heaven and hell for you. While the musicians come. While the musicians come. Lift your hands right now and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. A simple message. Let me tell you what I feel like doing right now. While everybody stands to their feet. Hallelujah. And the Spirit of Almighty God is in this house. he didn't love you, he wouldn't have died for you. If he didn't love you, he wouldn't have given you the Holy Ghost one day. There's folks standing right here under the sound of my voice. It has been literally months and perhaps years since you have felt the joy of your salvation. I don't think that. I know that. Hallelujah. While the saints of God are praying, I don't want you to come up here. But if you're out there, you want God to restore to you the joy of your salvation. Would you just ease out of that pew and stand right in the aisle? Lift your hands up. Would you do it? Just step right out into the aisle. Come on. Man, woman, young person. Don't be ashamed. Step out. Praise the Lord. Step right out in the aisle. Come on. You're going to let the devil steal it from you again tonight. I know what I'm feeling in my heart. Step out into that aisle and lift your hands up. I want us all to pray again. Jesus, I come to you tonight in the name of the Lord. I rebuke the devil tonight in the name of Jesus. I plead your blood upon this congregation. I come against every bond, every fetter, every chain that's binding up your people and robbing them of what rightfully belongs to them. I rebuke every spirit of doubt, every spirit of unbelief, every spirit of reservation, and I pray, God, that you would give liberty right now in Jesus' name. Now step out in that aisle in the name of the Lord. Come on, step out there. Step right out of the middle. Here's one, here's two. Come on, there's more. Step out in those aisles. Look around you. Find somebody that's in that aisle. And walk over to them and lay hands on them and start praying for them right now. Come on, do it. 
There's more. There's more. Am I going to have to walk back there and talk to some of y'all? Am I going to have to walk back there and talk to some of you all? Praise the Lord. Come on, let's have an old-fashioned camp meeting style prayer meeting tonight. There's others that need to be in this aisle. You see somebody you know needs some victory. Walk back there and lay hands on them and start praying for them right now. Come on, do it in Jesus' name. I don't do this very often, but I feel it in the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, we've got too many spectators. Got too many folks looking around. We need one big prayer meeting going on right now. Completely across this building. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stop playing something, please. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, some of you in the back. Come up here towards the front and stand in this aisle. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, let's pray for one another right now. Restore to me the joy of my salvation. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's touch God. Let's touch God. Just a moment. I'm not about to let the enemy steal the victory from this service. We have not done what the Holy Ghost wants us to do tonight. I said we have not done what the Holy Ghost wants us to do tonight. Some of you folks standing towards the back, it's time for you to get in this service tonight. We're standing around gawking. You need a touch from the Lord. Get out in that aisle. But it's time to touch God right now. I said it's time to touch God right now. Oh, Jesus, help me. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Come on, that's why you don't have any joy. You don't take advantage of the opportunities given to you. Come on, get out of that aisle. Come down to this front. Do whatever you have to do. But get some joy tonight. Get some joy tonight. Come on, let's sing it. Everybody, let's get involved. 